Hello and welcome to the Lights Out F1 podcast. Hello and welcome to the race review 2021 for the US Grand Prix, where we missed a race, sadly, in Austin in 2020, given COVID regulations. But we're back in the state of Texas with an amazing crowd this year and two years ago where Valtteri Bottas took a very, very convincing win over his teammate Lewis Hamilton. But the big headline that weekend was Lewis taking his sixth driver's title to overtake uh, Juan Manuel Fangio on five driver's titles and be one title behind, in my opinion, the greatest of all time, Michael Schumacher. This week, as promised, we have our first guest uh, on the podcast, uh, and his name is Arav. Say hello. Hello there. Arav is somewhat of a Ferrari expert, so he's going to be taking the reins on the first point, which will be the McLaren and Ferrari battle for P3 in the Constructors' Championship. The teams are now separated by three and a half points going into the triple header in Mexico, Brazil and Qatar for the final three out of five races. It was very interesting, especially in qualifying, with, given uh, F1.com's analysis, McLaren was tipped to have an advantage of round about three and a half tenths in qualifying sim pace from Friday practice. However, both cars, both Ferraris, were able to out-qualify Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo. And in the race sim pace, it was Ferrari who had the edge by three-tenths. And admittedly, that is only on the Friday, so setup changes would have affected that balance. But it is interesting that even though McLaren seemed to have the edge in quali pace, they still were out-qualified. Now... Undoubtedly, during the race, Ferrari did have the superior car, with Charles Leclerc having a fantastically isolated race and finishing in P4 about 25 seconds behind, or sorry, ahead of Daniel Ricciardo. And uh, despite Ferrari having a better race pace than McLaren throughout Sunday, Ricardo was still able to overtake Sainz, even when he was on the softs, and keep him behind him as well for the you know most of the race. It was very interesting, actually, because at the start of the race, Ferrari had taken the decision to get Sainz into Q3 on the soft tyres. And of course, for anyone who doesn't know, the tyres that you qualify on from Q2 into Q3 are your race tyres for the start of the Grand Prix. Now, even though Science had the tyre that is easiest to warm up, i.e. the soft, Ricardo was still able to get past him on the opening lap. And one of the most fantastic battles of the weekend came when Lando Norris, Daniel Ricardo, and Carlos Science went three abreast into the, the hairpin at the end of the back straight. And despite, you know, signs being on softs, which obviously degrade much faster than the mediums, uh, didn't really affect his pit strategy very much at all. And he ended up pitting onto hards and then hards again at about the same time as the other McLarens. 
Now we come to the remaining five races and who is most likely to take that elusive third spot in the Constructors' Championship. Now, next race, in two weeks' time, we have Mexico, which does have a lot of um, speed-dependent straights where McLaren have the edge over Ferrari, but the last sector is well and truly like the stadium version of Monaco. So Ferrari will definitely be the team that will push to get a podium if it's there over McLaren. And I think Ferrari will overtake McLaren in the Constructors' Championship after Mexico. But then we come to Brazil, where there are a lot more high-speed corners and a very speed-dependent straight which I think will reverse uh, the, the fortunes and McLaren will take back P3. Also in Brazil, we have the third and final trial of the sprint qualifying, which should be very interesting given the last two we've had. It's been fairly difficult to overtake on, uh, on the Silverstone and Monza tracks, especially at Monza with the DRS trains forming. So we should be able to see the sprint quality in all its glory there. Then we come to Qatar, which is quite twisty-turny. We haven't really seen any Formula 1 cars around there for decades. So that's what, that one's difficult to call. It might be that Ferrari have the edge, but we'll have to wait and see. Saudi Arabia, which is the penultimate race will be a very much McLaren success track. There's about 25 corners on the track, I think it is, and it looks like a hair clip because it's basically just two parallel lines with loads of medium speed corners. So hopefully we can see some overtakes there, but given it's a street circuit, it probably won't be that interesting a race. And finally, we come to Abu Dhabi, where we've had the recent changes to the circuit, which I love. They got rid of that awful bus stop chicane before the hairpin, so we can actually have proper overtaking moves into the hairpin and also in the hard braking zone at the end of the back straight. So that should be really interesting as to who comes out on top. And in my opinion, this will come down to the wire. My second point for the weekend concerns, of course, Max and Lewis. Now, Verstappen this weekend was able to max out his performance with (laughs) taking his first pole position at Austin. And he was able to carry it through to take P1 in the race, finishing only 1.3 seconds clear of Hamilton in second. Now, Max, in the run-up to Austin, he was very much cautious of Red Bull's ability to get close to Mercedes because this has been a a very much dominant track for Lewis especially over the previous years. But as we saw a track like Paul Ricard, it is really interesting that now that we have a, a proper title challenge from Red Bull, we are seeing shifts even in the most consequential of Mercedes 
dominance. So it was really interesting that Max was able to get pole, especially by two tenths over Lewis. Sergio Perez put in a fantastic lap in the first part of Q3, taking provisional pole by three hundred two hundredths of a second from Max. But on the on his second run in Q two in Q three, he wasn't able to get past uh, Lewis to take a front row lockout for the first time since twenty thirteen for Red Bull, because he encountered, as he said in interviews afterwards, some rain which was uh, falling just briefly in the pit lane and on the last few corners. In the run up to the last five races, this could be pivotal. Max taking a six-point advantage this weekend over Lewis, extending his title lead to 12 points now. And going into the next few races, Mexico, as I've touched on before, is much like a street circuit in the last few turns. So we should see Red Bull dominance and definitely a Max Verstappen pole. Brazil will be a lot more in the balance probably a Mercedes track because we've seen huge gains from them on straights especially in recent weeks with their introduction of the rear suspension system. However this weekend even though Max took a very early and aggressive pit stop on lap 30 and had to extend his last stint on the hard tyres to 26 laps he wasn't he was able to hold off lewis in the last few laps which are of us could we explain yeah no despite lewis potentially having drive reduction system open um in the straights as well as mercedes lower downforce setup and rear suspension making them much much more competitive on the straights which is you know where most of the overtaking will happen um max was able to keep lewis behind him which is really impressive honestly also, Lewis had much fresher tyres as he pitted eight laps later um, and was able to chase Max down to within DRS, as I have said. But we've seen over the weekend, especially in practice, Mercedes struggled to keep within uh, a second of cars. They really struggled in the first sector with that turbulent air. So Lewis wasn't able to stay within DRS for the back straight and from then on it was it was very difficult for him to to stay uh, or to keep the pressure on Max because Red Bull were much faster in the final sector before the other DRS straight. And although there are I would say more Mercedes tracks left than Red Bull tracks if Max is able to maximize as it were the um his performance in mexico then which he he should be able to because red bull are much faster in street circuits then it could be pivotal in the title fight especially with ferrari being tipped to be as competitive as they are lewis might not finish p2 might be sergio perez he might be held up by some ferraris so We'll have to wait and see whether this gap to Max will be very, very difficult to gain back, especially 
with if he had been able to get past taking a two-point advantage over Max, given he had fastest lap and he was only six points behind coming into Austin. Our third point for the weekend concerns Sergio Perez's fantastic turn of pace this weekend and being very competitive, especially compared to Valtteri Bottas. In qualifying, he out-qualified the Mercedes second driver by over three-tenths of a second, with Bottas really struggling to get further up the grid, especially after taking his, his grid penalty, which put him down in P9 at the start of the race which ultimately sacrificed his ability to take a podium in Austin. And uh, this uptick in Perez's performance is really important going into his home race where the pressure will be on and um, Mexico being a street circuit of sorts. uh, Red Bull really do have the opportunity to pull ahead of, well not pull ahead, but gain on Mercedes in the Constructors' Championship. I think it's also worth adding that even though Perez wasn't nearly as competitive as Lewis and Max in the race, he has still got back-to-back podiums for the first time this year, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, he took the, the win in Baku, but apart from that and his podium in France, he's struggled especially in recent weeks, which I've touched on in previous episodes, namely when Max was superior to both Mercedes in Zandvoort with Perez going out in Q1. So he's had his ups and downs this season, but it could be absolutely crucial, as I have said, his turn of form going into the last five races to see if they can try and gap, uh, to try and gain that gap back to Mercedes, although I don't think it's likely given Mercedes still have a 36-point advantage on Red Bull, which is fairly difficult to mount. Now, moving on to my driver of the day, I haven't hinted at this before, which is a big change from every single other week, but I'm going to go for Yuki Tsunoda. Now, he was able to get into Q3 for only the fifth time this year. So a strong performance in qualifying. And as we saw, um, as we touched on with Carlos Sainz, even starting on the softs, wasn't able to compromise his strategy that much. And given the disappointing retirement of Pierre Gassi in the race, he was able to take a one position up to finish in P9. A fantastic performance uh, from the young Japanese driver and it will give him a lot of confidence into the last five races which I think being the sister team of Red Bull they are quick on some of the similar tracks so having a a street circuit like Final Sector uh, in Mexico will definitely help him but it's really interesting in uh, their in AlphaTauri's fight for P5 in the Constructors' Championship. They are 10 points behind Alpine, with Fernando Alonso and Esteban Ocon having a double DNF this weekend, which will really hurt their chances of uh, finishing in P5. It will come down to the wire in this one. Alpine, they've been slightly carried by their result in Hungary, 
uh, with Esteban Ocon taking the win and Fernando Alonso in P5, a fantastic points haul for them. But I think AlphaTauri will be more competitive in the next few races, which will help them to bridge the gap, especially with Gasly having the season that he has and being in the fight with the McLarens and the Ferraris more often than not. Snowder also uh, today proved that he seemed to have some sort of knack for holding up the Mercedes drivers. Same thing happened in Turkey with Hamilton last race. And uh, I think that's a quality that Red Bull quite like in their sister team. Yeah. He was able to hold up Bottas for the first stint, almost, which really, really hindered Bottas's chances. We've touched on how they've struggled to follow cars in the turbulent air before a, a back straight or a DRS straight in Austin. So Bottas was only able to finish in P6, which will be highly disappointing. And actually, I think that was a mistake. I think they should have um, given him perhaps a larger grid penalty, but for Mexico, because Perez and Verstappen are going to be much more competitive in Mexico anyway, because it is a Red Bull track. And given how long those two DRS straights are in Mexico, Bottas could easily have gained, or could have gained, more places starting maybe 10 points, uh, 10 uh, grid slots behind where he qualified. Let's say he starts uh, in P14, qualifying in P4. Um, but if if he was able to gain more places and get up into the middle of the points, perhaps behind the two Ferraris, given how competitive they are tipped to be, it could have been a lot less hurt hurtful to Mercedes's advantage over Red Bull in the constructors because that he he could gain a lot more points comparatively on Red Bull as opposed to losing more points than they would have liked at a Mercedes track of Austin. Finally, my team on top for the weekend this week is Red Bull. Now they outperformed Mercedes on a Mercedes dominant track and they outpoint scored them by 13 points, which closes the gap now to 23 points as opposed to 30 odds, which it was going into the race. They'll be happy with this, especially with next season, oh sorry, next race being Mexico, where they can hopefully bring that gap even further down, but especially with Perez's turn of form and Bottas slightly struggling, contrary to his his recent form winning in Turkey, it'll be interesting to see whether Perez can perform sufficiently well to bring Red Bull in with a chance in the last few races of taking that Constructors' Championship and being in with a chance of doing the double over Mercedes. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you for having me on your lovely podcast. And it's great, honestly. Cool. And we'll see you in Mexico for the start of the last triple header of the season. Bye bye.